Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning the last Aliyah in Parshas Vayera, Vayera Shvi'i. Our Aliyah is running from Perek Chofbeis, Pasuk Aleph to Chofdala, 24 Pesukim, and is on the topic of the Akedah. We could spend so much time on this particular topic, and we only have a few minutes together. This topic really requires hours upon hours and volumes to be written on it, to appreciate the significance of it. But in, 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 let's, let's start with a basic summary, and then we'll take a look at some points to ponder. We hear that after these matters, so it's directly connecting to the previous topic, Hashem tests Avraham. And he says, Avraham, Avraham answers, Hineni, I'm here. And he tells him to take his son, his only son, the one he loves, Yisroch, he builds him up to which son it's going to be, and go to the area, the area of Moriah, Eretz Moriah, and bring him up on one of the mountains that I will show you. Avraham Avinu, without questioning, without protest, gets up early in the morning, saddles his donkey, and he takes his two lads with him. He takes Yitzhak, and he takes the wood and the knife, and off they go. On the third day, they arrive in the area, and they see the place. There's clouds on the top of the mountain, as Rashi explains. And Avraham tells his lads to stay with the donkey, and he and the lad are going to come, and, ret- and they're going to return. So they start walking their way up the mountain, and Yitzhak turns to his father, and he says, Father, I, I see everything that we have. We have the fire, we have the wood, we have the we have everything necessary, but where's the where's the lamb? What are we going to sacrifice? And Abraham Avinu says, Hashem will show it to us. And they carried on work at walking. It seems clear that Yisak realized what the answer really meant now. And nonetheless, they continued in harmony as they went up the mountain. And they come to the place, the top of this mountain. This is what's going to be Harahamoriah. And he ties up Yisak's son on the altar, which he makes this, and he puts this, the, the wood underneath it. He takes the knife, and as he's about to shecht his own son, if we can hardly even imagine this notion, a malach, an angel, calls out from Shemaim and says, Avraham, Avraham, and he answers, Hineni, and, he says, and the angel says, Don't, don't slaughter your son, because now I know that you really are your Yerei Elohim, because you didn't even hold back your only son. Avraham Avinu turns his eyes, he sees that there is a isle, there is a ram which is caught in the foliage, in the, 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 the bushes on the side, and he goes and he takes and he brings it in the place of his son. And Hashem now calls out to him and he calls this place, Hashem, Avraham Avinu calls this place, Hashem Yir'eh, the place where Hashem will be seen, Bahar Hashem Yir'eh, and the Malach calls out to Avraham Avinu a second time and says, I have sworn uh, in the name of Hashem, because you did this, you didn't hold back even your only son. I will give you tremendous blessing. You will be like the stars of the heaven, the sea, the, 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 the sand of the beaches, and your children will inherit all your enemies. And all the world will be blessed through you because you listened to my voice. Aaron Vina returns to his, his lads and he goes back to Be'er Sheva. And, uh, and stays there. And then we hear at the very end, we hear about the um, news that arrives to Avraham about Milka. Um, and this is his, how Hinachar, his brother, has, has had all these children with his wife. And we hear about their names. And there's Utz and, Utz and Buz and Kumuel. And we hear about this whole long family um, leading. And we hear also in this section um, the birth of Rivka, who's going to play a prominent role in the coming parasha as well. So this closes our Aliyah. This closes our parasha. A lot of lot of things to think about right now. Number one is is the question is is does why Hashem want sacrifice of human beings? Is this something which is important to Hashem? So if you look in the the uh, in Sefer Yirmiyahu Perikyotes, uh, Yirmiyahu says, quoting Akosh Baruch Hu, Asher loy tzivisi, loy dibarti, loy salibi. Hashem says there's certain things I never commanded, never spoke about, and didn't really I didn't even want. 
You know, and the Chazal understand the tradition that refers to human sacrifice and refuse, refers to a few moments in history where that human sacrifice, Hashem never wanted. He never wanted Yiftach to sacrifice his daughter. He never wanted the Melech Moar to sacrifice his daughter. He never wanted these terrible things to happen, to, to happen throughout history. And he never wanted that Akeda to happen. So if so, why does he command it? If Hashem doesn't want human sacrifice, why does he command it? Many, many different perspectives to understand over here. First is, and this is important to appreciate, Rabbi Hertz writes in the essays at the back of Sefer Beratius, Rabbi Hertz was the chief rabbi of England many years ago, and his blue chumashim are very famous to be in many, many shuls, and he says, this was particularly to demonstrate that Hashem doesn't want human sacrifice. Hashem was showing Avram is going to be different by bringing him to the very brink, to the point of human sacrifice, and showing this is not an acceptable way. All other cultures at this point in time in history were sacrificing human beings. And that's why when Israel needs to go into the land of Canaan, one of the commandments is don't be like the don't do like the practices of Molech, where they they, they do infanticide, where they kill their children. So this perhaps is that one of the lessons of the Akedah. But it's much more than that. The Rabban explains that what is the notion of Nisayon in the first place? A test. After all, if Hashem knows the inner workings of a person, then Hashem knows whether the person is capable or not capable, willing or not willing. Hashem knows that already. What's the point of testing? So the Ramban explains that a test is the necessary expression of an idea and potential as it turns into actuality. Because it may be very nice that in, inside the person has the capacity for goodness or for evil, but until it's actually brought out, it's not real yet. It's not yet crystallized into a tangible reality. The notion is Nisan is like from the word nace, which means a banner. So it's a way of showing a flag. What is here? What actually is this person capable of or not capable of? That is what a Nisan is meant to be. And that's what Avraham Vinu had to be brought to, to the point of the point of bringing that out into, into actuality. Rav Hutna in Ma'amare Pachad Yitzhak actually makes a very beautiful observation and that is, is that if Avraham Avinu had gone through with Akeda all the way through and actually sacrificed his son, if you're going to believe it, if that's what Hashem had wanted and he had made that sacrifice, the Zechus would have been incalculable, the merit would have been incalculable, but it would not have been a lesson for all of us. Hashem wanted this to be a lesson of sacrifice for all of us and the lesson of sacrifice is actually the sacrifice of potential. It is bringing out the potential in oneself to be willing to sacrifice everything that is most that is most meaningful to that person. To Avraham Avinu, the most meaningful thing in his life, he built his entire life around his son, around his future, around the blessings of Hashem, which circled around the son, and now Hashem was telling him to give that up. The ability to be able to sacrifice the, that in potential is the ability that we all have, we can learn from Avraham Avinu. So it is his ability to bring that to the very brink, which is what we, we learn from this. Another question which is worthwhile asking is whose test was it? Was it the test of Avraham or was it the test of Yitzhak? Because on the one hand, Avraham Avinu was the one commanded, Yitzhak only heard it from his father. That, that makes it much more of a stronger test for Yitzhak. On the one hand, Yitzhak dies, on the other, one, uh, other hand, Avraham Avinu lives with it. Whose test was it? The Ibn Ezra struggles with this. The Ibn Ezra says it can't be that Yitzhak was older because otherwise he would have protested himself. So the Ibn Ezra moves away from Chazal's understanding of Yitzhak being 37 years old and he says he must have been an early teenager, old enough to hold the wood, but not old enough to understand fully what was really going on. Otherwise he would have fought, he would have ran away. So that, that's what Ibn Ezra is struggling with. The Rabbeinu Bechaya says no. Even if Yitzhak knew, even if Yitzhak was able to submit himself to his own death, still the Nisayan, the greater Nisayan, would be with Avraham. Because it's not about dying, Al-Kiddush Hashem, 
It is about living with that, being haunted the rest of one's, one's life, going to the empty bedroom of that child that we're here to have sacrificed, God forbid. That is a much more terrifying Nisan. That's why, in fact, when the, the Allah is based on the Gemara and Yuvamas, that when a person comes to convert to Judaism, one of the Allahs is that we need to tell that person that being a Jewish person involves a lot of persecution, a lot of difficult parts of being a Jew. It's not about just dying al Kiddush Hashem, it's about living al Kiddush Hashem as well. That makes us call us, it's not just enough to tell them about the Yisurin. Also, how do you live well, Kiddush Hashem is an important point of this as well. The Shlach Kodesh says, uh, quoting the Tshuvah Sarashba, he says a very beautiful idea. And he says that when a person reads the Kriyashma, he says the following, to quote the following, we have to be willing to give everything of our lives, from the smallest pleasures, drinking a coffee, to even our lives being taken away. Even till the point of Akeda is what we're supposed to be doing. Living Al-Kedoshim till the point of dying of Kedosh Hashem, which is what we learned from Akeda. Akeda was the furthest extreme of this expression, which is why as Rav Huden explained, when a person brings a karban, the whole idea of a karban is a very visceral expression of a person dying themselves. You slaughter an animal, a living, breathing organism, a huge organism. You bring it on his back, it's to realize that I should have been that one who was killed because of the things I did, but through it vicariously we learn this. This is what the Akedah was. It's that ability to be able to sacrifice everything, the smallest things to even sometimes the biggest things. And that's what's going on over here, that capacity that we have to be able to understand. One interesting question that's worthwhile noting is that there's a beautiful medrash. The Sefer Yosher quotes this medrash, um, at, uh, the, uh, and it's quoted in numerous different midrashim, that when Avram and Yitzhak set off on this journey, the Satan tried to stop them. So he appeared in very different perspectives. First, he appeared like an elderly man. He started walking next to Avram, and he says, Oh, what's going on? Where are you going? He says, Oh, we're going, uh, we're going, uh, we're going on a walk. We're going, you know. He says, Oh, so why are you taking your, your son with, uh, with a knife? So, so Avram Avinu didn't answer. He says, you're going to kill your son? How could you kill your son? God promised you, you Avram Avinu, could do this. Avram Avinu ignores him. So the, 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 the sudden disappears and returns as a young, young boy. starts walking alongside Yitzhak and he says, ah. He says, uh, he says well, you, 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 you know, I heard that your father's gone out of his mind. Your father's crazy. He's bringing a knife. Where's the, where's the car? But, and Yitzhak, Yitzhak ignores him. Yitzhak is not brought into him. Finally, the sudden turns into a large river and stops them on their way and they start wading through the river and Avraham Avinu starts going further and further until the point that it's really up to his face and he starts calling out and he says, Hashem, if you're not going to allow me to do this, who will be the one to do your, your, your bidding? At which point the Satan disappears. So the question which is raised is, wait a second, if that's the case, then why when Avraham Avinu hears the voice of the, of the angel and he sees the ram which is caught in the, in, the, in the bushes on the side, why doesn't he think that's the Satan as well? Why doesn't he go through with the Akeda? Rav Meir Shapiro, the, the, the Lublin Rav, who started the Dafyomi movement, says a very beautiful thought, and, and that is, is that the option of the ram was invested in struggle. The option of, 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 of going to take this ram was not an easy option. What the Satan was presenting in the first three cases was an easy escape. Here it was not an easy escape. There was a struggle. Whenever there's a struggle, it's real. Whenever it's too easy, when the grass is too green, it's not real. That's what Ramesh Shapiro says. Finally, one last question with which we close, and that is, what is the point of the genealogy at the end of this parasha? Why do we need to hear about all this family? So on the one hand, we're hearing about the birth of Rivka, which is going to set up the stage for the next parasha. That's certainly true. But Rav Soloveitchik says there's another part of the struggle over here, and that is, Aravinu just comes back from the, sacri the potential sacrifice of his own son after a very hard life lived. This is not an easy parasha. Lech Lecha was not an easy parasha for, for Aravinu's life. And then he hears, oh, 
Nachar, a pagan idolater, <laughs> having a great life, children, child after child, everything seems just fine up there, up there in, 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 in that area. And he hears there's no struggle. And Avraham says, Aval Pichen. Nonetheless, that's the point of being part of the covenantal community, is life is not easy. When you're chosen, when Hashem has a plan for you, it requires many struggles and sacrifices. But Avraham Avinu does not regret those struggles and sacrifices because that is part and parcel of being a chosen person. With this, we close. Have a wonderful and meaningful day and a beautiful Shabbos.